0: was to the core there was nothing to live for until love came my name is Harold J Perkins and at the age of 17 i was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave while sitting in my house with about 10 guys god gave me an out of body experience and i was lifted above the room i could see everything moving in slow motion after that i got up and put those guys out and i cried out to jesus christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose, then I ran into religion, and it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready, we're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm really, really excited about getting into the series of teaching here. This series of teaching could very well be the most rewarding teaching you've ever had in regards to how to release God's power and ability on your behalf and the behalf of others. Most religious people have a hard time getting answers to prayer because they don't understand that the kingdom of God is a government. And just like any government, there is a currency you use to exchange for goods and services. When you go to the grocery store, you don't go to the cashier crying and saying, Mr., I've got kids at home that really are hungry. Can I have these food items to take home to them? What do you think the man's going to say? Give me some money in exchange for these food goods. Well, the government of God functions the same way. People are coming to God crying for what they need instead of giving God the exchange he has already established for you to get any and everything you need. Jesus used this currency to get everything he needed, the power of God to do. For three and a half years before going to the cross, he never had a job, but he had a treasurer to keep his money. One of his disciples came to him saying, do we pay taxes, master? Jesus says, yes. Instead of telling him to go get a second job and Jesus going to get a second job himself, he just used the exchange of the kingdom to get enough money to pay his taxes and his disciples' taxes. Jesus used this exchange to stop storms, to heal the blind, to raise the dead, and to stop the devil's work in his life and others. And the exchange he used is in you if you've received Jesus Christ. It's the currency of the kingdom of God, and it's called faith. Now, before you start thinking, yeah, but that was Jesus releasing that kind of power. Let me tell you about a, a, a 17-year-old boy that was uh, given up to die. He had a malfunctioning heart and incurable blood disease, among other issues that they said was going to kill him before he reached the age of 18. He started reading the Bible while he had been confined to bed for some time. And he came across a scripture in the Bible that had to do with this currency of faith. So he had his family to try to get a preacher to come and tell him what he was reading was true. Because if it was, he said, I'm coming off this bed. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be healed. And his family could not find one preacher at that time to agree that what he read in the Bible was true. So he was about to give up. And one day he said to the Lord, if you were here now and you said to me, the problem is, son, you just don't believe. He said to the Lord, Lord, I would have to say that you're a liar. I do believe. When he said that, he got the Lord's attention. And the Lord said, you do believe, but not like that scripture is saying. And the Lord enabled him to understand what the scripture was really saying about faith, about this currency. And within a few minutes, he released the power of God by giving God the currency he was looking for and was immediately healed. He said he felt like hot honey poured down from the top of his head all the way down to the soles of his feet. His heart was healed. The incurable blood disease was healed and everything else. And he became a preacher. And for 50 years, he preached and taught this currency of faith to other people before he died. And he died not too long ago. This is what I'm going to be teaching over the next few episodes. So how valuable is it? Is it worth going to school to learn? I'm saying that because I'm going to go back to the beginning of of God's creation of man and show you That this is how God wanted man to function in the beginning. Faith and belief in God was how you were to get everything you needed on earth. This world system as it is right now is not what God intended it to be. The devil and man's greed has built this current world system where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Where men are out to make a name for themselves without God. I'm going to show you that one man who gave God the currency of faith he required, God gave him the whole earth, the whole world. And if you are in Christ, you are now this man's seed, and all that you see is yours. Now, you just have to learn how to release God's power. Let's go back to the beginning and see this currency of faith at work. I'm in Genesis chapter one. I'm going to start at verse one and I'm going to read through five. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, God went through five days of creating everything, the animals, the earth, and dividing the water and the, from the earth and everything else. And on the sixth day, after he had made everything that man would need in the first five days, he created man on the sixth day, and everything was already supplied that he would need on the earth. Now, let's fast forward to verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he, him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, man was given dominion over everything on earth. All he had to do to keep God involved in him running the earth was to give God the currency of faith and belief. But he listened to the lie of the devil and did not believe God and gave everything to the devil. I'm sure you've heard of Adam and Eve disobeying God and eating of the tree of good and evil when God had told them not to because they would die spiritually when they did. But they ate anyway, and their spirits became dead to God. Now, why did they disobey and forfeit the great life that God had for them? Because they did not give God the currency of faith and belief. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Genesis chapter 3 is where I'm at now, verses 1 through 4. Now the devil takes advantage of a serpent, an animal to speak and to get Adam and Eve to disobey God. Listen to uh, this. I'm in Genesis chapter three, verses one through four. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Now we just read that God created them already in his image. So they were already like God. So we got an enemy here deceiving and telling lies. Notice the serpent was challenging what God said to them. He was out to get them to not believe God. You see, if they believed what God had said and gave God the currency of faith, they would have drove the serpent out of the garden with the authority of dominion God had given them in the beginning. Now, if they had done that, The world that we're seeing now with evil and murder and all the things that we see going on would have never come into existence. Now, I just showed you that the currency God is looking for from man would have prevented a lot of pain and hurt that mankind has suffered for thousands of years because of this mistake. And the world in the state that it is right now would have never come to pass. You. Can stop the pain and hurt in your life if you learn how to give God the currency He's looking for to release His power on your behalf. We're going to fast forward here to chapter 11 to see that what's happening in the world today with men out to make a name for themselves without God started thousands of years ago. I'm going to Genesis chapter 11. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top goes up into heaven, that we may make a name for ourselves. Notice that they said that we may make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. Now, nothing that they imagine to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the whole face of the earth. And they ceased building the city. You see, these people were trying to do something without God. And we see the same thing going on today. I'm going to show you now. We're going to go to the next chapter. And we're going to see that one man that gave God this currency of faith. And I want you to notice what God did with it. I'm in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Now, the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Notice God is saying, you don't have to make your name great. I'm going to make it great. Uh, again, I'm going to pick up at two again. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families, he said. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot, his nephew, went with him. And Abram was 75 years old. When he departed from Haran. So which is an indication here. You don't have to be a young buck for God to work with you. He doesn't care what age you are. Now, this man, Abram, believed God and left everything. Let's go see how God blessed him. I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. First to show you the condition of what was going on in the world at that time. I'm at Genesis 12, verse 10. Now, there was a famine in the land. That's that's like being a, a recession, a bad economy. And Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. So he's going somewhere to where he can hopefully survive, right? So notice again, there was a famine. So Abram goes down to Egypt. And what he did was he had his wife lie and say that she was his sister because she was beautiful. And he didn't want the men in Egypt to kill him and take his wife. And so they go there and... Pharaoh sees this woman, this beautiful woman, and he takes this woman into his house. She's going to be a part of his harem and gives Abraham all kind of gifts, all kind of things. I'm going to pick up at verse 16 of chapter 12. He treated Abram well for her sake. His sister is what he's thinking she is. And he had sheep and oxen and male donkeys and female servants and uh, camels and so forth. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh's house with a great plague because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me she was your wife? So obviously God told this man that, hey, you got another man's wife. Verse 19. Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her for my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Now we go to chapter 13, continuing from 12. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. Now we read in chapter 11, how the men were out to try to make a name for themselves. And then we go to chapter 12, and God finds one man that will give him the substance, the currency of the kingdom, faith. And when we get to chapter 13, one chapter later, this man is rich, okay? Now, notice that God made Abraham rich without a job, without an investment. All he gave him was the currency of faith. Now, I'm not saying that we're not to work. But I am saying that if you give God the currency of faith, he can give it to you without work, without a job. He could do it any way he wants because he is God and he has supernatural power and he can cause men to give unto your bosom. Now, I'm going to show you that this man, Abram, his name was changed to Abraham and God gave this man and his seed the whole earth, the whole world. Let's go see it. I'm at Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 through 16. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, this is talking about Jesus, Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Jesus Christ was the seed of Abraham and he was the one that God used to bless Abraham with the entire world because Jesus got it all. And when he got it all, the seed of Abraham got it all and we are in Christ. So that means that we have it all. Now let's look and see what Jesus got in Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20. Then the 11th, this is after he had risen from the dead. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee. Now let me stop for a minute. Did you hear what I just said? He rose from the dead. Your faith is in somebody that was so powerful that death could not hold him. So if you from that don't start expecting supernatural things, then I don't know what should. The man rose from the dead. He's alive and he's appearing to the disciples right here. This is not something that was just written in a book. This happened again. Verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away way into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Jesus Christ was given all power in heaven and earth, and he's the seed of Abraham. And if we're in Christ, we're the seed of Abraham. So all power has been given unto him. What else did he get? Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ, whom he has appointed heir of all things, to whom also he made the world. Jesus has been made heir of all things. That includes the world. He now owns everything. I'm gonna go to Romans chapter four, verse 13. For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, I just got through teaching that we are not under the law, and the reason more of God's people are not possessing the world that is already theirs is because they're trying to get it by the law of doing good so God can bless them. Instead of giving God the currency of faith that Abraham did, if we give God what he wants in faith, we can receive just like Abraham. This is where I'm going to start now breaking down this currency of faith, what it really is and what most people don't understand. Let's start right here again at verse 13. For the promise that he, Abraham, should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of non-effect, because the law works wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure or guaranteed to all the seed. Now, remember, the promise is the entire world. That means wherever you put your feet on, whatever you see, if you desire it, you can have it. Now, some people say, come on now, Harold. Well, hey, I'm just reading the Bible. There are men and women all over the world now that believe this and are putting it into practice and they're receiving things. There are people right now the the wealth has already started to be transferred into their hands. They're believing God and things are happening in the realm of the spirit to bring it into this natural realm. And they understand how to move in this faith. Verse 16, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure, guaranteed to all the seed, not to that only, which is of the law, but to that also, which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now, if he told us Abraham got the world by faith and he didn't tell, us in detail what this faith is, we got a problem. But right here in these next few verses, he. this is one passage. I'm going to go to others in this series of teaching, but it's one. this is one passage where he's breaking down what this currency of the kingdom is. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you, this is God saying this, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who makes alive the dead and God calls things that are not. As though they were. In other words, God, the God kind of faith, the currency of the kingdom is to look and call what is not yet so to be so, and it becomes. You have to remember now, when we read Genesis, God brought things into being by speaking them. And then he came later and said, Let us make man after our image. So man is supposed to use his voice to create a life for himself, just like God did when he created the earth. Now, that's foreign to most believers to think that they have the power to speak and to control things in this earth. And we do. Let me continue at verse 18. This is going to break down Abraham's faith. Who against hope. In other words, Abraham believed against hope. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, Abraham was not weak in faith, so he did not consider his own body when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. See, God had promised Abraham that he was going to have a child and he was almost a hundred years old. His wife was almost 90 years old and she had never had a child ever. And God came and said, I'm going to give you a child. And from that seed, I'm going to give you the whole earth. And that's when Jesus eventually came in, but he had to give him a seed first. But Abraham was in a situation where he was old. He had looked hopeless, but he believed anyway and God brought it into the earth. Verse 20 says this, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He took God at his word, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and he was fully persuaded that what God promised he was able to perform. See, this is why you need to know the Bible. In the Bible are promises that God made, and for those that will exercise the currency of the kingdom, which is faith, then they can receive what they need and more. Now, we're going to go to the passage of scripture that the young boy that I told you about that was healed, that he read and didn't understand it. And Jesus, the Lord gave him a better understanding of this scripture. And by the way, his name is Kenneth E. Hagan. And I said 50 years earlier, but actually, he was over 50 years. It was about 68 years. You can look it up for yourself. His name was Kenneth E. Hagan. And this is a passage of scripture. It's in Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Here's what it says and Jesus answering and said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Verse 24 says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. This 24th verse is where this young man was saying that. He believed. But the Lord said to him, Look at the verse. The verse says, Believe that you have received, and then you're going to have it. And, And he got it. He said, Okay, Lord, I see what you're saying. You're saying that I need to believe that I'm healed right now, that my heart is well right now, that the blood condition is gone right now. He said, Okay, I see it. I thank you that it's done. He just began to praise and to thank God that it was done. And then he heard the Spirit of the Lord say on the inside, He said, Well, people that are healed are not laying in the bed at this time of day. And he said, that's right. And he took a move to get up because he believed that he had it already. And when he did and put his feet on the floor because he was paralyzed, that's when he felt that honey pour down on his head and he was completely healed. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, because he believed he already had it when his body was not functioning properly. You know, when you understand this and it becomes a hard thing, see, it's already in your spirit, but it has to, your mind has to be renewed to this and it has to become a hard thing. And it's easy to understand when you first start driving a car, nobody could talk to you, you had to focus. You know, but now you can talk, you can uh, talk on your phone thing. Why? Because it's in your heart, because you've done it so much. When the word of God gets in your heart like that, and you take God at his word, you will move the power of God in your favor and on your behalf. First Timothy chapter six, verse 12 says this. It says, fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight because Satan knows that if he can get your faith, he can stop the kingdom of God from manifesting in your life. The more faith you have, the more the kingdom of God will manifest. It's just like money in this world system. If someone takes your money and stops you from getting more money, they will take your house because you can't pay the mortgage, then your car, they'll have you and your spouse arguing about money, and you you may end up homeless. This is what's happening to God's people. They're children of a wealthy king, but they're allowing the devil to take their currency in the kingdom when they could be living the high life, when all they have to do is learn the principles of faith and apply them in their life. We're going to be talking more about this in episode. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.